everybody, and welcome back to the Games I Guess podcast. This is Games I Guess, episode 15, for Thursday, December 15th, 2022. My name is Casey Tig. Joining me, often happens, happening again, Ian McCammett. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Once in a while. Once in a while. <laughs> Every so often. Josh Musser is also here to add to the chaos. I don't know. Fuck. Welcome back. Um, bring, in, bring in the stag. Right. I don't have any show notes prepared, so I don't have my little rants that are pre-scripted uh, in front of me. Uh, I do remember that I often say games, I guess, available wherever you get your podcasts. It's Apple, Amazon, Google, Stitcher, etc. Go do the stuff. Thank you very much. Uh, so, Game Awards was last week. Uh, if you showed up to the live stream, thank you very much. Uh, we had a good time doing that. And um, it's the VOD is not up anymore, which kind of sucks. Uh, the reason for that is I demonetized it so that, you know, it would be like a nice viewing experience. But everybody and their mother decided to claim it because of like the Mario trailer and the Bon Jovi covers and Imagine Dragons music. How dare you give them publicity? Right. I'm like, what's the point of me going through the whole process of being approved <laughs> by Jeff Keighley himself? And then <laughs> you need to call that motherfucker out. I did on Twitter. Like I'm getting a, like he even sees that. He's probably sitting on Hideo Kojima's podcast when he got that notification. Like, ah, eh, fuck whoever this is. Next year, you should sneak into the Game Awards up on the stage and tell them <laughs> to the mic at the end of the day. Apparently, that... it's not hard. Yeah, Jesus. Um, did you see that Ryan made an entire video about that? I did. No, I did not. About how it's how everybody's memeing, but it's kind of like a serious security problem. I kind of agree with that. I think I think I said that to you, Josh, right? Yeah. Like after we cut the stream. That's like you the did, best the best case scenario is what happened. You know, now you're <laughs> just a troll. Right. It could have been yeah, so much worse. That being said, if somebody wanted to shoot, hit, uh, you know, one of the people on stage, they wouldn't have to be right there. True. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, frankly, yeah. if you're a madman, yeah, I'm just not going to say it. I don't want to give any unhinged people from my Dark Tide videos games, comment I section. Now, there's a lot of people in the Dark Tide videos comment section that are looking for hot tips about manslaughter, so I'm just going to let it go. Really? Um, are you getting threats over that? Somebody said, can we stop? Okay, so my video title was, can we just stop pretending that Warhammer 40k Dark Tide is good? Somebody left a comment, and <laughs> this is... Not verbatim, but essentially, can we just stop pretending that you're not screaming in pain as I flay the skin off your back? What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, that's that wins the weirdest YouTube comment I've ever received personally. It's pretty metal. Yeah. Maybe but, it was a come on. Maybe it like wasn't even meant as an insult. <laughs> He's just stroking one out as he types one hand. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so... We don't have a, a strict cover story planned for this week or anything. We're sort of getting back into the groove of things. Um, is this the first? This is not the first podcast since I've gotten the new machine. Okay, but I have the flu and I don't feel good, so deal with it. We're going to talk about what we're playing, um, which I imagine is quite a list considering it's been a couple weeks. Uh, Josh, have I've, you been playing anything fancy? I've played Solitaire. <laughs> Microsoft version. Just tell like me, tell me... Uh, is Solitaire going to make, for next year's Games I Guess Awards, is it going to make the list for the best narrative best relationship? relationship? <laughs> it is now. A man and his deck of cards. <clears throat> the king and the queen and the 
in the deck of cards, man. They just right. cat buttholes. Um, you guys are just fucking salty. As salty. Your comments like to say. <laughs> oh, I sure am. <laughs> I I make no bones about being salty that that fucking award was given out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as I. I I mean, I'm assuming you're going to talk about Valheim, so I'll leave that to then. The I'll be talking about it most, now or later. I don't care. Well, the, the, the most notable thing that you haven't played, I'm a, I, I guess, uh, is uh, High on Life. That that. Uh, oh, you tried it. I heard yeah, it sucks. Yeah. You it like it? Though. Suck. I heard it it's, suck. I heard it's pretty insufferable. It doesn't suck, but it, it kind of doesn't surprise me. I mean, considering its pedigree. I mean, I like Justin Roiland's stuff, but it is more of the same, and. You know, and actually, Ian would fucking go nuts because you know how in Borderlands Three he hated that gun that would like, you know, have that. Oh, it's like what's your face? It's a whole game of that shit, right? The the meme gun game. Yeah, so I mean, it's not it's not as bad as that. It's not like a meme gun that you're holding, and you actually get different kinds of guns. But for like the entire like first chunk of the game, is just Justin Roiland as the voice of your first gun, just just you know doing the Justin Roiland voice. You know how he is, and if you ever heard anything that he's ever in, uh, so I guess that can get annoying for some people. It is annoying even for people that are fans of his stuff, but uh, other than that, it's nothing like super special. Um, it's not bad gunplay, but it's not like anything amazing. Um, it's the worst thing for me was really there's some performance issues, there was a lot of stuttering in, in certain parts, but uh, nothing game breaking, but but it got kind of annoying. I don't know. I, I think people are just being a little too hard on it. I, I, I don't know why. It feels like they had more expectations. This of it. is a historic moment. Josh Musser <laughs> saying that people are being too hard on a game. We need to record this one for the record books. I'm going to need to play this game now just to see what this is all about. Get a, hey, if you get a Game Pass subscription, go for it. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not bad. It, I don't know why people are, are shitting on it as much as they are. It's just, I think maybe they had higher expectations for some reason. But again, it's Justin Roiland and his whole uh, uh, I forget what the name of the studio is for some reason. I can't think of it. But anyway, it's his whole studio, and every single thing that's come out of Justin Roiland, other than like Gravity Falls, is the same kind of humor. You know, it's him like pretty much drunkenly speaking into the microphone for for hours on could it be that perhaps the uh uh i don't know i guess the target demographic for those kinds of experiences is just shrinking over time like the borderlands of the world the the beavis and butthead kind of alien alien cum jokes (laughs) Like, uh, well, see, that's what I mean. You think that shit's gold? Like, you just laughed at that. <laughs> I'm Which, laughing at the fact that you, that you you mentioned that. It but. just might. Well, I've seen a, several reviews that have mentioned the alien come, like just nailing that joke into the ground till it just was far far from funny anymore. Yeah. Um. So I just wonder if maybe that demographic is sort of shrinking, or maybe it's not. I mean, I it doesn't make sense that it would. Uh, yeah, th- I don't that, think it's that's like ringing. like the lowbrow sort of, I don't know, toilet uh, humor. Outside of feeling insulted, uh, I don't think it's shrinking. It's uh, <laughs> we're a proud people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rick and Morty is like quote unquote, or I guess the the finger quotes thinking. It's like smart toilet lowbrow yeah. humor. 
<laughs> it's like Alexa, flush my toilet, please. <laughs> uh, I gotta be careful when I say that name. I have one right here, always listening. That's Would how you, I'm like for you. Did you? How far in did you get? Did you like only just kind of like started? Super, no, I'm not super far in. Um, I got I got a couple of weapons, and I'm like like three major missions in. Um, Does it play did, like anything else? Like, is it reminiscent of anything, or is it just kind of generic first-person shooter stuff? I don't know if I call it generic. Uh, I mean, all the you get different guns with different abilities and things like that. Um, there's a little—I don't know if it's puzzling, but there's like um, each gun has like a special ability. Like, for instance, the first gun has this ability where you lob like larger shots that like has an AOE effect and like juggles people up into the air. And you also use it to like spin platforms so you can get across of certain gaps and things like that. Um, there's upgrades that you can buy at this pawn shop, uh, as well as some collectibles. Um, one of the cool things, you get this knife eventually, which allows you to not only open up certain collectibles, but also, like, you can, uh, zip line essentially with it through parts of the level. And it actually feels really cool when you're, when you're actually in combat while you're zip lining and shooting people at the same time. Um, I know, I, I mean, I don't know much about this game. I haven't followed it, but I... My gut says that it's probably fine. It's just probably something that would, I don't know, annoy someone like me. Uh, not the gameplay. Like, more the... I don't know, because I have a high tolerance for Borderlands. Um, but I don't know, as I heard Ian kind of pick it apart, the less I could forgive it. Like, the more it was kind of droning and annoying to me. So maybe it's an ignorance is bliss kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, I noticed it right off the bat. Like I said, and and, and I think what what gets to me is if it wasn't if it wasn't Justin Roiland's voice, and not that I dislike him <laughs> voice acting, but if it was, but he has the same character, the same voice, no matter what. Other maybe like you know, like in Rick and Morty, he has the Morty voice and the Rick voice, or I I don't know, like you know, the scratchy voice that he does, and that's pretty much it. But it's always the same. Where he's like he's like kind of like stuttering and like eh, 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 I know nothing time. about this man I don't consume any yeah. of his content so like the Justin Moreland like, voice means nothing to me I know the characters he does but well, I, I don't you know watch any of them if you ever heard any of those voices that's the voice he does for every character he ever voices um and you know it's him right away and if it wasn't for the fact that he is like the main gun that you get right from the beginning and he's constantly chattering at you it probably probably would be less annoying even despite the the toilet humor and the fact that it's you know pounded into the ground with a vengeance yeah. um it, it probably wouldn't be as bad because there's a lot of really good voice actors in this game that have been in his productions before that i recognized right off the bat um and they're great voice actors and everything like that but i don't know it's uh i do want to ask ian something um what's up so we we know when we played through Borderlands Three, you weren't a fan of the uh, the gun that talked. Was that oh. like what's the distinction? Like what's so different from having a gun that blurts out dialogue every now and then than having like an annoying companion character? Or is there no difference? Well, I think I think that's the the real issue. It's not that I have an issue with a with a gun that talks. Um, it's that it's that I didn't find. I found I found that character, the villain, right. to be incredibly grating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so just having her constantly spouting out of your gun was like definitely <laughs> it made me feel bad know, too because I used it. It's a good gun. 
Well, yeah, well, and I'm sure that's on, I'm sure that's intentional. I mean, that's that's part of the like <laughs> that's part of the thing about Borderlands is that at a certain level, it like knows. At least Borderlands Three like has to know how how sort of dumb it is, right? <laughs> Um, I understand that that's not really the case with Borderlands 2, that Borderlands 2 is like secretly quite sharp um, and sort of plays <laughs> plays stupid, which is why I'm like I'm like more interested in that. I mean, I've heard people speak pretty superlatively about Handsome Jack as a villain, so I'm like yeah. reserving judgment on, on that for sure. I just think it's funny that like Ian would be like, <laughs> it's like who's using that fucking gun? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like 15 feet away. And my gun's like, bitch, 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 bitch. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> like, switch guns, switch guns. Uh, so, high on life. Do you give it like a thumbs up for now or still waiting to see how it goes? Or you seem to be digging it from your description anyway, Josh. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll play through the whole thing. But I mean, there is a good chance that it will be annoying to people as far as the, the humor and voice acting goes. But outside of that, I would recommend it for for most people cool um ian how about you i, I don't remember oh, the last no. thing you said that you were playing on this show so <laughs> it, it was probably pentiment it was probably uh, pentiment. yeah I yeah so, so i finished pentiment and i loved it it kept it honestly kept getting better and better as the like through scope of the narrative reveals itself um because it is a murder mystery but it's like so much fucking more than that it's like really like a portrait of this town um and all you know sort of all the characters in it and mm -hmm. uh just really uh i don't know it's also like it's about the church but it's not about the, the church exclusively right it's it's sort of about you know the church as uh, i don't know what you'd call it like uh i guess chris christendom as like a way of understanding the world, you know, and and it sort of explores it in competition with like other epistemologies, like the old ways, the sort of paganism right. and the sort of dawn of science, um, which is like to a certain extent, you know, is coming from within <laughs> Christendom, right? And and sort of seeing how that all sort of plays out in this little, you know, abbey estate village is really cool, and it's just incredibly well written and thematically rich. And the fact that it was not on the fucking list for best narrative, wasn't even nominated, is like, in my opinion, a, a huge mark against the credibility of the Game Awards. It's just like astonishing. It's not even like it was like, you know, some unknown fucking studio, right? It was like the first Obsidian release as a Microsoft first party studio, right? So right. like... Who's, who's responsible uh, for nominating for the Game Awards? Is it... I'm sure they've got a panel. Or? panel of judges yeah i'm sure i believe how they do it is it's all done through games press um, well the voting the voting i think they do that the judges um, well i think the nominations are chosen that way i think they go to each outlet ask for their nominations and then sort of play the law of averages and pick pick the ones that make to be, the, to the be fair list. though pentiment uh, did come out fairly late in the year like it was it was yeah, so god of war ragnarok but that didn't stop them from adding it to every fucking yeah, that's that true. Shit, that shit was added before any of those motherfuckers could have reasonably <laughs> finished the game. Like, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. It is fair. Um, I need to step away for a moment. Keep talking. Okay. <laughs> um, but the so yeah, like, well, with I, I mean, I mean, with with God of War Ragnarok, it 
they did have a ton of marketing, so it was sticking in people's minds. Pentiment okay, the God of War Ragnarok doesn't have as good of a story. It's not even close. Like, like I'm not I mean, saying it Pent- doesn't deserve it. Pentiment is like a, is like a like a work of like narrative craftsmanship. There's just, nothing on the list of of nominations that even fucking came close to Pentiment's. Uh, I'm just playing like, devil's advocate. No, I hear you. I hear you. I'm, and I'm not I'm not levying this, you know, you. Uh, specifically, I'm just declaring it for you know if Jeff Keeley's listening. Like he should be ashamed. Of <laughs> He's at like, home right now listening. Like himself. <laughs> this is this is crazy. Like um, I don't know. Like t- like to a certain extent, it's like. Well, the, you know what besides... are we saying about narrative in games? If 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 these like not not that not that I'm not saying God of War you know Ragnarok has a shit story. I, I don't know. I'm sure it doesn't. Right. But I'm just saying that it's like, you know, I don't know. It's like apples and oranges. Like it's it's like comparing just sort of like a Hollywood, you know, blockbuster to a, a fucking like masterpiece, right? <laughs> like you know, like uh, I'm not even talking like Academy Awards here. Like Pentiment, I believe that Pentiment will be remembered for its narrative uh, in the future. Like it's that impressive. I bet it's in next year's Game Awards. I hope so. I bet the excuse they're gonna use is the cutoff time, uh, and right. they and they won't. You're right about Ragnarok. Like that was that came out. What? Wait, well, one thing February. With, one thing with Game Awards though is is that, uh, I mean, besides the fact it's just a giant commercial, uh, you know, that's where they get all their funding from, I guess. But Jeff Keighley himself really has some like deep friendships within the industry you know like he is all over kojima's nutsack you know every year whether he has a game out or not i think um, keely goes out of his way to be as beyond reproach as he can though um he separates himself and, from the the voting process the nominee choices all of that does he like is there like he does yeah is there he, transparency with this he, i think he's pretty sick and tired of that that stigma i mean i don't think that this is i mean i don't think that this can be chalked up to a conspiracy or anything like that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is that it's indicative of a certain cultural attitude in video games right and it tracks right i'm not saying that i'm stunned um i'm saying i'm angry (laughs) that sentiment was not on the list but it definitely like i don't know it's sort of it's sort of typical in the you know, in mainstream gaming right now, I mean, it's not it's not a mainstream game, right? It's definitely going to be niche. I'm looking so. at I'm looking at the Game Awards website now. Um, it's interesting. There's an advisory board, and it says the board is not involved in the selection of award nominees or winners, and and learns of the results of voting at the same time as the general public, and that includes a bunch of people like Kojima and Doug Bowser and Phil Spencer. Um, nobody from Sony. No Jim Ryan? No Jim Ryan. Interesting. Oh, no. Sony Interactive Entertainment is just there as a corporation. The, co- the company sits yeah. on the board? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's a it's bunch the of press. guy wearing a logo as a head. <laughs> just an anthropomorphic PlayStation 5. This Voiced, this voiced by Justin Roiland. <laughs> <clears throat> I got to find... The, I'll, I'll look this up eventually. Uh, there is some kind of a, a statement out there somewhere that combats 
Josh's concern that he just said about Keeley. I mean, if, if that's... I mean, if there was evidence that, that yeah. fucking the Game Awards was rigged, that would be, like, the biggest not, fucking story. I'm not saying but... it's even rigged. I'm not saying that the voting is rigged. I'm just saying, like, I don't know, certain games just seem to... Or certain studios and developers and things like that just seem to get a lot more attention. Yeah, well, right. it's, it's definitely, like, there's a clickiness to... Just just like any industry, I, I think, uh, especially media industries, there's a definite clickiness, you know, to it. And obviously, I mean, I mean, just, just because of the way the Game Awards works and where it sits in the industry. I mean, this is a point that Casey's made before. I mean, it is, it's a referendum primarily on mainstream gaming, right? Like that's, it, it's, it doesn't get into the vast sort of ocean of indie and, and, you know, niche and stuff like that. And that's not terrible, right? I mean, it's not, it's not awesome, but it's not like the worst fucking thing in the world. Like we can, I can, I can get over it, right? I'm, I'm far more likely to take something. Is it the BAFTAs that require actual sort of discourse and discussion to, to come to their conclusions? Or is that another? Ah, that's a good question. You may be right. I mean, um, the, uh, I think of the BAFTAs as, as being sort of. A... I think that they actually like sit down in a room and like have fucking deliberations over their winners. Yeah. Um, if it's not BAFTA, it's one of the Game Awards alternatives, but it's more for the dev side of things. Um, and I think that's right. interesting. And um. I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess leave that to the weird, uh, <laughs> the weird outlets coming out of the public sector. Sure. Yeah. And BAFTA's, I mean, BAFTA does award like really, really cool games for sure. But my point stands that like Pentiment is not obscure in the same way. It's a, it's a, it's a smaller release from a major studio. It's like you're like a Valiant Hearts, right? From mm -hmm. Ubisoft. So, you know, that's, that's sort of why I felt like especially slighted, but you're probably right. It probably will be on on next year. We'll see. Uh, if it's not, you know for sure. <laughs> as long as we're all still living and doing this show, we, we're gonna bring it up. If I was Josh Sawyer, I'd be salty, man. I would be really like, yeah, not even a mention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really didn't bring it up, did they? No. Yeah. It's like, oh man. Um. I, so anyway. So Pentiment, that was yours. Pentiment was good, yeah. Uh, my, so, my Game Pass sub has lapsed because I'm a poor, poor boy. Uh, which my... Donate now. <laughs> no, please don't. Um, it's funny, I, I got so many fucking hate comments this week on YouTube. But like, there's actual comments. People say like, you're just after the money, going for those clicks. I was like, <laughs> brother, you really think that like Marvel's Avengers and Warhammer 40k Darktide are paying my bills right now? Come on! <laughs> Would you get like like twenty bucks off of that, maybe? Um, no, it's a hundred dollars so far. But that's right. that's not just Dark Tide. That's stacking that cheddar. That's the whole month's estimated revenue, but it's around a hundred bucks for like forty-five k on one video. Um, so yeah, I can buy a whole game with that money. Congrats! Thanks, whoo, baby. <laughs> but uh, I guess it's my turn to share a thing I've been playing. Um, well, I've played a bunch of things. Uh, I did, I don't know, I handed out codes to all of you for Chop Goblins because Dave Szymanski was like, here's some codes for the boys, and just threw like a, a handful of codes at me. I gave one to you, to Josh, to Ryan, and to Liberscope, who none of you know, but he's uh, a fan, a big fan of Dusk. Nice. Uh, 
I actually got some hands-on with Chop Goblins. It's really short, obviously. I did not finish it, which, I don't know. It's supposed to be like an hour long, and I did not finish it. It's supposed to be a half hour long. Is it? Oh, yeah, I, I think, think you're so, right. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I have played it for 43 minutes. <laughs> this is like a thing with you in Zemanski games, isn't it? Because you, you took like a like like an hour and a half to not finish Iron Lung. Yeah. Maybe, right? Even Zemanski even is like, damn, take it easy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just... I'm That's not even. Do, I'm not doing badly in Chop Goblins either. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe FPS players are just on a whole other level, and I've just fallen without even. Josh realizing. is our expert uh, on that. Josh, would you care to comment on the <laughs> FPS community vis-a-vis uh, -vis Chop Goblins? You may be asked. Time? You may be asked to attend the uh, military shooter episode of the Porcent Pixels podcast whenever they. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's gonna be we. That's, yeah, no. that's gonna be. I, I at least hope that they know not to ask us for random hosts. Well, I mean, military shooters specifically, that's a that's a no go for me. Uh, I think the last one I played was Battlefield, but uh, FPS is in general. I mean, I played High on Life, right? You tried. I, I remember you tried to talk about some other FPSs on that on that podcast podcast, and they just weren't weren't having it. Like, yeah, I mean, the, that's the, good. <laughs> the flow of the river can't be changed by you know a single ripple. Uh, but Chop Goblins is uh, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely a David Zemansky shooter though. Like, uh, <coughs> it doesn't feel qu quite as nice as Dusk, but I think that's obvious. Um, it's a it's a quicker game that he just kind of put out there as a side project, right? Yeah, I do kind of like how arcadey it feels in the sense that you're going. Um, to all sorts of locations, like going to fucking Dracula's castle, and you're gonna, oh, now I'm in a parking lot. Where, <laughs> I don't. I like the whole themed level uh, aspect to it. I just like that about games. It just tickles the nostalgia because that's what yeah, games, yeah. a lot of games so used like to be that way. Painkillery, like, yeah. Or even something like uh, I mean, this is a little bit later, I guess, but something like Time Splitters Two did something similar where they just had. Each level was a th like a theme. Like, oh, you're. I love uh, fucking time too, man. That's like I, that's I have some good memories of that one. Yeah, mostly in co-op with you. Was it co-op? Oh, did, did we play? Co we played co-op, right? You could play. Yeah. Yeah. I also remember pissing people Split off screen. with uh, <laughs> with the PvP part of that. I would always play <laughs> as some creature called Bugman or something like that. He's <laughs> like short, right? Beetleman. Yeah, he was like this tiny, yeah. ugly little fucking ladybug guy. That whole lineage of, of rare shooters, you know, Time Slitters and Perfect Dark and Goldeneye before them, they just, there's something about them that's really, really fucking good. I, and there's a new Time Slitters game coming out. I, I'm I, I almost forgot I did, about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Excited to see what that, by the way, if I sound terrible, it's, I don't know if I've mentioned this for the listeners. I am sick. Uh, you did mention that. Okay. But, uh, yeah. If yeah, I sound, shut the fuck up if I sound bitchier than normal, <laughs> I'm trying to shut the fuck up. Um, what else did I play? Operation Tango. Ian came out of nowhere oh, yeah, yeah. with Operation Tango yeah. saying, hey, check this out. We played it in an afternoon and it was fantastic. It's like this little spy game, sort of uh, We Were Here-ish. Yeah, I really liked it. And then I went and bought it, even though I didn't need to. So that way I could force Knox and Josh to play it. And everybody that uh, that's seen this game has had more positive things to say than negative. It's really good. I hope there's more to come in the vein of it from that developer or others. Yeah, they have that challenge mode at the end. 
uh, which we didn't really mess with. I'd be down to fuck around with that for sure. Yeah, I don't know how it's robust it is, but it's probably fine. What is, how much is that? It's like 20 bucks for anybody interested, uh, Operation Tango. And it comes with a friend pass. Yeah, that's the that's the real the real treasure right there, honestly. You you play <laughs> it, treasure. one person buys it, the like and the other person just gets like a free fucking ride. Uh it's it's really fun. That uh that hacking level. Josh, do you have any thoughts about do you remember it? <laughs> oh yeah, the it was the last one we played, right? I think so. It was that the one was, that uh... I as I was playing it, I remember thinking, man, it'd be so great to see Josh do this. That was intense. Yeah. I, it was most it wasn't so bad most of the way through but it was most stressful because it was like this like I don't know what would you call it like surfboardy like Tron-esque type situation yeah uh, it felt very switching Tron. switching the lanes while things like blew up from behind you and you had to like call it out oh yeah uh, that one was stressful I think the most for me yeah I remember feeling that same sort of anxiety because I th like now that I've played both the hacker and the spy, or operative, I guess they're called. I don't remember what they're called. Um, but now that I've seen both sides, I know what Ian was seeing when he was directing me. <laughs> and it makes a lot more sense. But being completely blind to that, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, all I know is that there's things coming from behind and I can't see them. Uh, but yeah, that's a, if you have a single friend in the world who likes video games, check out uh, Operation Tango. Any any other games? Oh yeah. What do you got? Uh, let's see. What's next up? I played Signalis, uh, okay. which is a new survival horror game uh, that came out uh, a couple of weeks ago, I guess. Right. And I, was I you'd be all over Callisto Protocol. Surprised. Well, Callisto Protocol A apparently doesn't run very well, and B costs almost a hundred dollars up here, so I'm I'm holding off on that. God. But I do want to play it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it once it's stable enough and I don't know. I mean, I returned Dark Tide. I refunded that shit and <laughs> oh, I, wasn't, shit. I wasn't about to fucking take my fucking Steam Wallet finances and drop it into another game that doesn't work, right? So That's my fault too. I should not have um, even said anything. But, uh, yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I was I was probably gonna roll with it too, but then you like made the declaration. You're like you're like we should not accept this. Like as audience members, we should not got them accept all this up. from a launch, right? <laughs> Damn right. Like, you know why are we pretending this is a good game? And I'm just like I didn't have time for this shit. <laughs> and I fucking emailed Steam, and I was like, this game crashes, and we can't really progress. I know I have three hours in it because I had really high hopes for it, but like you know. I can't progress. So like, even, even if I like the game, you know, I can't play it. And they immediately refunded me. So I yeah, like that's pretty telling before. when steam's willing to break their, their own refund policy. That means that they, uh, they probably been getting a good bit of refund requests for that game in particular. Yeah. I mean, if people are crashing out, I mean, you can't even really get a good sense. And I'm like a lot of the stuff that I know, you know, is sort of frustrating to people in the community and you, Casey, about sort of lack of content and stuff like that. Like, honestly, I don't give a shit, man. I'll play a fucking, you know, you know, a fucking 40K lawnmower simulator. Like, you know, I don't need much, but but I need to be able to play it. Right. right. Like, that's, well, that's my, the... my, my video is trying to be fair to both games in, this, in the sense that they each struggled at launch. Uh, from like a technical performance angle 
which is right. like a, it's like a fat shark thing. They always release a turd and polish it into something nice. Um, so I couldn't approach it from that angle because I knew a bunch of people would just be like bitching and moaning about how Vermintide's five years old and they've had so many patches. And, and despite avoiding all of this very intelligently with my script writing, I still get about, I don't know, 70 comments a day telling me that it's not fair to compare Darktide that just came out with Vermintide 2 that realize, came out five years ago. I didn't realize these games had that big of a fan base, honestly. I don't think they're that big, if I'm being real. Uh, they're just... they're just. Yeah, like Warhammer... <laughs> intense. Warhammer fans are pretty intense. Uh, 40k in particular. Uh, oh, yeah. I've been called all sorts of strange 40k names. I was called a heretic. I was... <laughs> <laughs> I was called a reject. Um, a lot of 40k people also believe that the Imperium are like actually like aspirational good guy characters as opposed to being like oh my. satires of uh, <laughs> you know contemporary I can, society. Right. I can I can tell you the kind of people that uh, are into that, but that would go a little too it's political. Too, I think too real. Yeah, we're here to escape. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I intend to play Dark Tide. Uh, in the future, I just I don't know. I'm kind of with you. Have fun with that, man. <laughs> we'll see. We'll you're see. saying you're, you're you're you've washed your hands. I don't believe it. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna buy it again. Certainly not not at full price. Uh, oh no! But no. I don't know. It'll be free eventually. I'm I sure. think you've got one chance to get full price for a game, unless you're Nintendo, or unless you're Rockstar. They're they're the ones that continuously sell their their games at full price for. Like eight year stretches. Uh, not only that, they've increased the price of GTA Five a lot. <laughs> but you know, I I, I don't want to I don't want to derail here with discussion of these inferior games when uh, this tiny game made by two people, uh, Signalis, uh, deserves a shout out. Uh, the dev is called Rose Engine, by the way. And I really uh, I really enjoyed this game. It is a uh, is an old school survival horror game. I mean, straight up. Yeah, but it's like camera angle is is more like Metal Gear Solid. That's sort of its thing, and it's got this like cool '80s anime Akira like art style. Uh, you know, and its cinematics, and it all looks very super like retro, like sort of you know late DOS game kind of uh, you know in the actual gameplay. And it's got uh, a really compelling sci-fi world and a story that, uh, yeah, I wasn't sure where it was going um, at first, but but it ended up really delivering. Um, so, you know, I, I, I came out of it pretty positive. It does have some, like, because it is so much an old school in its design, right? It does, like, commit some of the sins of that genre, which have you know, since been rectified with quality of life over the several generations of games. Right. But it's still really good. Um, I've heard nothing but positive buzz about this. Yeah, I mean, I think even as positive as I am, I'm, like, on the more negative side about it because I had, like, a few complaints. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, for the most part, everybody's just, like, overwhelmingly positive. And I will say, like, I, I've said this numerous times on the show that I love to be surprised by games. And Signalis fucking surprised me. And it, like, it surprised me in such a way that it, like, I don't know. It, it sort of, I guess I'd say that it sort of fakes you out a little bit. And then it, like, doubles down on the fake out. 
and then it triples down on the fake out, and then it fucking you know does the does the play, and that really worked for me, man. I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> um, so yeah, I would I would really recommend uh, anybody who's who's interested. If this sounds intriguing to you, uh, give it a try. I will say that like like its basic premise is like. Uh, you know, a, it, it's sort of a riff on Silent Hill 2. So you have a, um, it, it's sort of set in a in a sort of Blade Runner-esque, like, you know, dystopian future. And you play, uh, like, a, it's literally called a replica, you know, similar to the replicants, right? And replicas are partnered with humans who are called gestalts in this universe. And you are a replicant or a replica who has lost her gestalt and you're going to look for her feels very near near automata to me yeah you know now that the, i didn't think about it but i guess you know in the language and and stuff it, it is kind of uh, it's particularly totally, in the language yeah totally it's quite different than near automata although it does have this sort of you know avant-garde poetic like philosophical bent to it that, that it sort of shares but there's so i mean this is like i mean it's dark and horror like <laughs> straight up where near is not near is much more sort of fantastic right, right. You know? so but it does it, it's interesting I, I hadn't thought of that sort of shared ethos but it's, it is there so that's good signalis how much is that i think it's about 20 bucks when i got it and that's um well 20. worth it yeah. 12 hours of play time and 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 enjoyable and and you could you could <clears throat> definitely like if you're a fan of these the kind of person who like does all the new game plus shit in Resident Evil stuff. Um, there's plenty of secrets and so Knox. You know, Knox needs to play this game. Yeah, I recommended it to Knox the other day, and he I know he started up, but he was like literally falling asleep <laughs> as he was trying to play it. So I'm yeah. sure he'll come back to it. Another um, one I tried out, I forgot. Um, it's uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, which I don't know why I tried this. Uh, I, I was actually kind of into that. I know because of the card thing, you, you don't... Well, that's what I mean. I was like, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. But uh, I heard a lot of positive buzz about this game. And it was uh, it was given to me by the publisher. So I, I checked it out. And it's just, man... The the card stuff is the best stuff about it. And I, I, I if anybody knows my taste, I, I typically hate card systems in video games. Uh... I did not hate this card system. I hated everything else because <laughs> everything outside of that is like you're playing. It's like The Sims with Marvel icons, <laughs> but they're Sims. yeah, and that's they're, weird. And they're A all Sims card game. Ki kind of. They're they're like you'll go out on these missions. And you'll have the cool card combat, and it's you know strategic deck building and strategic combat with like placement and just doing all that. That's all that stuff's great. But then you go back home to like the fucking like the real housewives of Marvel and it's ridiculous. Like you, the, the, all these characters are the most mundane and brain dead versions of themselves I've ever seen. <laughs> like you guys. Is there like so you're like building a house like the Sims? No, it's like this special house that's in like in, in between dimensions and it, it just kind of serves as a base. And it's where you do all the other little basically all the all the non-mission stuff is done in this hub and the hub has characters 
and the characters just have really badly written uh, <laughs> character <laughs> moments where it's like, I'm going to go fishing with Wolverine. <laughs> or or, Cap- oh or Captain America has a crush on uh, <laughs> on Captain Marvel, but he's too afraid to tell her. Or like you're going to like book time, you're going man. to book clubs with them. And yeah, shit. is this shit canon? I sure tell hope me this not. This shit is canon. <laughs> but it's I need re- it to be canon. But it's just so bad. It, it's not even so bad. It's good. Like it's just bad enough that it doesn't <laughs> quite hit the. Go fishing with Wolverines. Yeah. Better, better as a story as a story recounted than a story experienced. Right, and it's such a strange combination of characters too. You got like Iron Man, Wolverine, Blade, fucking uh, yeah. You got Ghost Riders in there, Captain America, <laughs> oh Captain God. Marvel, and interestingly, they opt instead of you playing as a, you know, like I don't know, one of several options of incredible Marvel hero. You are playing as a much like Darktide, uh, a player avatar that you create who is fully voiced and is ma- perhaps the least interesting of the bunch, um, but is central <laughs> right, and integral me, generic white guy. to the story. Um, so, but, but Marvel's Midnight Suns, it's so strange because the gameplay is actually fun. And I'm impressed that like a card system caught my attention. It's It was really weird for me to be like, okay, can we get onto the cards, please? Uh, but it happened. Um, this makes me think that you should. I, I wouldn't. Ha- I would like up to this exact moment. I was <laughs> not in the let's recommend inscription to Casey camp. I was just but now, about to say that. Yeah. yeah, I think you maybe should. I mean, first of all, I I hate card games, but I found that one instantly accessible and uh, never prohibited me from from progressing or enjoying the game. And it is supported by really interesting storytelling and, you know, decent enough writing to support the story that it's telling. Um, and it's got some cool curveballs that it throws, so. Yeah, I mean, everything I've seen of it looks really interesting. It's just, I've never felt confident enough in its ability to, to convince me to spend money. Um, yeah, maybe play it on Game Pass if it's still on there once you, uh, you know, get your service up and running again. Yeah, I don't know if it's still there or not, but... Um... No, if you if you both liked it, it's, it's something I'd try. Yeah, I was really surprised how much I liked it. I really went in expecting to not like it, and then didn't some it, didn't somebody buy that for you? Or no, he bought it on sale. I think okay. I recommended it to him when he bought it. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a, a Josh recommendation. I remember. <laughs> All right, um, Ian, any more games? Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. a couple more. Okay, hit us I mean, with the next um, one, Valheim. Oh. You want to talk about Valheim now? Well, I mean, yeah, go, 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 go ahead and talk about Valheim for sure. First of all, before we get into the Valheim thing, I want to preface it with a Valheim related thing. I think Ian should try it. I don't, I was thinking about that earlier today, if he would like it or not. Cause, cause I think he would, cause you know how in Grounded, how he wanted to just fuck off into the woods and it was a problem yeah. in this game? You, it's you no problem. Yeah. Like that's the game. We may never see him again, but that's, but that's the game. A la Jenny. Yeah. Uh, but but the thing is, with... So he, like, the, 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 the base building-ish survival-type games that he does like tend to have a, a, a solid story, like Subnautica. Um, Forest even had that. Well, and Raft, Raft, right? Like, that's the one I think Raft. about. That I, That's the one that continually surprises me that Ian enjoys. 
But Raft also has a story. And it, I wouldn't call pretty... Raft's story anything special. Uh, but I don't know enough about it. I yeah, guess. it's not it's not the story that, that, that sells me. Honestly, it is the fact that I, I probably wouldn't enjoy Raft so much if Beard didn't always do all <laughs> the tedious stuff, right? And then I'm just able to sort of roam the Raft. I can, you know, and I don't know. The, the building is like... I don't know. I don't usually like base building, but I'm able to sort of, I don't know. It's like a personal meme in fucking that I'm right. just like building our boat like taller and taller and making goofy rooms for what? people to hang out in like the blunt lounge or whatever. Well, here's <laughs> like the, here's the thing though about Valheim is like you can build and you can take it seriously or you could build like how I build. Um, perfect example is last night, Josh Knox and myself were out like, we're going to like, oh, we need some copper. Let's make some copper. Or mine some copper. And I'm thinking, let's throw up a base real quick. So, you know, we have a place to sleep and repair our tools and we'll just mine this thing. And Knox is over here laying a foundation, making it all pretty. And I'm just like, I just want to shove a couple wooden walls against a tree and put a bed there. Right, lean to. Right, and it's... I mean, look, both I'll play... Totally viable. I'll, I'll, you know, I may give Valheim a try. I, I For some reason, I just, like, haven't been interested. It's not, like, something that I have something against it or anything. It's just, like... I've even like I remember back when you guys were playing it before and you had like the whole server set up like there were some moments where I was like I really like considered it I was like I was just like get interested in this game like let's yeah. get interested in this game well, the, more for some think, reason, the more I think about it the more I think about how you were saying outward kind of grabbed your attention and you and you're genuinely curious about how you're going to feel about outward I think that the one of the closest analogs to outward is Valheim yeah, you're probably right. I can see, at least at a glance, I haven't experienced either of these games, so I'm speaking on pure speculation <laughs> here, but I can see why you might, you know, make that um, uh, comparison, and I'm interested. I'll tell you, what what interests me the most about Outward um, is it's like, uh, well, a couple of things. I mean, first of all, I'm, like, really interested in just the way that they do the sort of... I understand that they do that once you get to the point in the learning curve where you're able to sort of play it like a souls game that they do the souls stuff really well um i don't know that's anything what about that game really outside of what we've spoken about well the other the only other thing that i really heard about it uh that intrigues me is that they have a really fascinating magic system um that involves using like circles and runes to well, cast. I would say that Magicka has a very fascinating magic system, but Josh would nail me to a bridge. Fucking hate that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my most I know. hated games. I don't want to steer too far from Valheim, though. I want Josh to have a, a chance to speak on it, too, because I was curious. Um, I'll you By all means, by the way, uh, go off on Magicka if you want to. I just wanted to make sure that you had the floor with Valheim because my memory of you with Valheim the last time we tried was that you were like okay with it, but you were bitching hey. a lot. And this time you don't, you're not bitching at all. I've had a hell of a good time playing with you. So I'm wondering if there's been like a change of opinion or if you're just not bitching or what's going on. Uh, I don't really remember bitching that much before either. I remember you bitching. I I was present in chats where you were like getting your your ass beaten by oh. ogres or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, okay. He's like they keep infinitely oh, no, no. spawning and destroying my fucking house. There's context. Yeah, there's context to this. So <laughs> that was because I was I built apparently near a spawn point for a troll, and that motherfucker would spawn every day. 
come through and destroy my house like this he's is the big Josh's burden. Wolf. It's like it's like a mythical story. Josh would build up his house and every day the it's troll like would come famous. down from the mountain and knock Josh's house. Right. Out. It's, it's like Groundhog's Day with Bill Murray. <laughs> and it was driving me fucking nuts because I was putting all this time and work and resources into it. And I was like, fuck this. The only thing I bitch about now and consistently is the stamina. I fucking hate the stamina system in this game. Well, that's every game uh, with stamina. I, yeah, but this it is like obnoxious in this game sometimes when you run out. Like you can't even fucking traverse the world when your stamina's out. Um, but I mean, outside of that, I have fun. I and I I I like in these and I think in that last game too was the fact that we were kind of splitting up for the most part in building our own thing. I enjoy having a group home you know what i mean i enjoy putting all the resources into one area and, and doing it uh so you know between that and the fact that i'm not getting absolutely <laughs> fucked by a fight by, by a troll every every day uh i'm having a good time with it and what i was gonna say with with ian liking it or not is i wasn't sure because it's it's very just you know go and do what you want but like you said it's not a ton of resource management. It is a little grindy when you're tr when you have a specific goal. Like we were trying to get that copper. Uh, which I is think hard that to get that's that's kind of what makes it interesting. Like obviously something like a copper run isn't the most enthralling thing in the world. But when we got there and we're just like it became a war zone where we were just attacked by these gray dwarfs for <laughs> yeah, yeah. never ending. And then we had no wood. All the wood around us was pine, which is not <laughs> the wood we needed to build like basic things. So we had like advanced wood, but no normal wood. Little emergent narratives, you know. That, yeah. That shit's definitely. Yeah. And Knox, cool. Knox built our house. Like we got there, and the whole <laughs> thing, the whole thing is like, all right, let's dig <laughs> right out. On top of the copper. Let's dig out the copper, like the perimeter of the copper, so we know where it is. Knox builds the house on top of the copper. <laughs> so like by the end, there's just like a shred of like land holding up our entire house <laughs> and instead of helping us mine he's over here i guess fe feeling bad that he built the house. yeah he's over there building a house that we we never use it's just after we told him like all you gotta do man is put up a lean-to and you're good it's the penance the penance house <laughs> and as the fan i mean it looks kind of nice from uh when you're coming up on the encampment but the the one thing that i i think would be that you would like in this game because because for the same reason you like the forest it's very vibey right. uh, when you go on these adventures you know when you're away from the base and doing that sort of stuff that you don't normally like uh when you're going on these adventures it's really chill uh for the most part until you encounter right. say, until it's not. yeah until it's not and then even then it's fun like when all of it like you're going down a river and a troll is like well i'm gonna throw this boulder at this raft that you spent a lot of time making um, you know, and then, you know, it's panic mode, but it's kind of fun in that sense, you know, and, and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of ambience and, and like, there's like heavy mist. And if you're out at night and it's like really creepy and you can't see shit. And so you're, I mean, the game looks stunning. I, I, yeah. I, I've yeah. seen that. It's got it's a really interesting style to it. Uh, for sure. I, I think you'll, I think you would like that aspect of the game. So yeah, that's compelling. And the, and the emergent narrative stuff that you're talking about where these little anecdotes, you know, uh, uh, happen. You well, know? even I mean, that, like even cool. even someone like you, who right, who does. Let's just say you want nothing to do with organizing any of the inventories, or no responsibility with building whatever. Someone like you is still just as valuable. Like you can go out and just shoot a bunch of pigs. 
you can go out and just chart the land. Like, uh, the map system in this game, I think you it's... You told me a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like the unsung hero, I think, of the whole game. It never, nobody ever really talks about it, but it's like... You uncover a fog of war that is your very own. You get to put as many of these little custom notes on your map that stay there forever. And then you can share them with the group. So, like, even if you're just out fucking off for a while, as long as you're, like, paying attention to what you see and taking notes along the way, you come back and you've got, like, valuable information. Right. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think that there's probably a place for you there. No pressure. I know yeah, you've got, that, like, you got, like, no, that is compelling. 50 things well, to Well, that's play. what I was going to say. I need to I need to finish Red Dead Redemption as quickly as possible so that I can get started on Red Dead 2 oh, man. on schedule. We'll see you in a couple years then. I'm so excited um, for Red Dead 2. Well, so. I mean, I here's I got I mean, I've got some harsh news for you. Oh no. I mean, if a game ends up taking me multiple years, it is likely that I will put it down at least temporarily. I don't I um, don't think you're going to have that problem. Cuz my uh you know, it, it's uh, so well written that I think you're much more likely to get lost in the story than you are to get lost in the open world. I think you'll get lost in the open world some, but I think that you're going to want to keep going f just for the story, I think. Yeah, I, 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 th I expect that to be the case, too. It's funny, replaying Red Dead Redemption right now uh, in preparation for this, because it's been, you know, a decade right. uh, since I played it. Um, I'm remembering, like... I, I actually really like Rockstar's open worlds. They always feel like they're really, I don't know. They feel, that I, this is a weird adjective and it's like super subjective, but the when I was thinking about it last night, all I thought was they just feel clean. Like they feel clean and you you just, I don't know, they're very easy to, to sort of slip into. You don't feel pummeled by objectives, you know, all the time. Right, they don't give you the, like the Ubisoft problem of yeah, and it's just like, and of course they're beautiful, and like you say, I mean, the writing is always quite on point. I mean, I that was even stuff, you know, back in, the, I mean, I still have, like, fond memories of, of even GTA, like, is, like, GTA 3 is sort of weird and cheesy as it was, like, it has, like, <laughs> such personality. Yeah. And Red Dead is not that, it's it's something, you know, far more sophisticated and, and, and really cool, I think. Uh, oh, I agree, I think that's true. So I'm like really looking forward to to experiencing that uh, in the second one. I think Josh well. is just sad because like that he's like, oh, another game I need to finish. <laughs> I, yeah, I do need to finish Red Dead too. I need but, to sit down with you, Josh, and figure out where exactly you are in that game because I still I have no concept of how far well, you've gotten. I, I had to start all over. Is the issue? Oh, okay, I I have done the same. So if it makes you feel any better, and uh, this is random <laughs> as far as podcast listener uh, goes, but I figured out. I think my crashing problem on PC. Oh, nice. Right. So you know how XMP enable that and you get your RAM running at its normal clock speed? Yeah. Right. So apparently, I didn't know this, apparently some manufacturers of RAM, if you use the exact clock speed that's advertised, for me it's 3200 uh, gigahertz, megahertz, gigahertz? I don't remember. Um, gigahertz. If you, so I was at 3200 exactly. Apparently that causes problems for some. Uh, and they recommend tuning it down even just a smidge. So instead of 32, maybe 3100. I did that and I haven't had a crash yet. So I don't know if that's... I could be eating my words next week. But. There, there are probably... If, if this ends up bearing out, you could probably become the hero of multiple forums. <laughs> I thought about leaving a... 
a comment on one of those like old ass yeah just like necro a thread with the solution <laughs> you'll, you'll get fucking reddit will you become like a, a reddit legend right yeah well i'm just glad i haven't played enough red dead 2 to know for sure if it solved the problem uh, i'm hoping it did but because you have xmp enabled as well so at least if it is a fix and you run into that same problem when you play at least you can give that a try so so what else we got? Um, well, <laughs> Valheim. Are you done with Valheim, Josh? By the way, did you have anything else to say about it? I'm fucking done with Valheim. Fuck <laughs> Uninstalled. Val <laughs> Valheim leaves the chat. Ditto. Um, <laughs> let me see. I'm looking at my Steam library. Like, what the fuck else did I play recently? Uh, a lot of Vermintide too. Honestly, we've we've uh, all kind of been hopping in there every now and then. It's just a good yeah. time. It's like a comfort food game at this point. Um, yeah. We gotta get our asses kicked on the uh, higher difficulties. Sometimes. I would love to. I'm always afraid to to push the higher difficulties because I don't want you mostly to be like fuck this. <laughs> well, the, sometimes, sometimes it's uh, with the with the hordes, it gets a little insane. Like it gets like stun locked almost. But, yeah. Oh, to yeah. me, it's not the hordes. It's the specials. Like I don't know. They I, spawn quite often. Yeah, I don't know who I was playing with, but at some point in the past, I think Ian was there. But there was just it was incessant, back to yeah. back to back, nothing but specials. Fun if they, if they had like a, a custom game, you know, where you could like set uh, the amount of specials and yada yada, but so you could have a higher difficulty, but not. Yeah, we like, we're actually playing their version of custom games, so uh, that's probably not coming that feature. <laughs> Super custom games. Um, but yeah, Ian, you sound like you got more. Oh, I do. I have a couple more. Yeah. Cool. What do you got? Um, okay, so in uh, before I played Red Dead Redemption, so mm -hmm. I, I I have it on. I still have my Xbox 360 copy, and I so I had to. I and I realized it's not the game of the year edition, so it doesn't run on the Xbox One. So I had to bust out my old 360. I didn't have the power brick anymore for some reason. I can't find it or my controller. So I ordered some like sec, you know, third party ones off of Amazon, got it running, but there were like a couple of days there where I wasn't playing Red Dead Redemption when I expected to. And so instead I played this PlayStation one game that I picked up a while ago, which is an old from software game called Echo Knight, which is Basically, the the premise is that you, your your uncle, I think, has died, uh, possibly been murdered. The police have taken you to his house, and you discover a secret passageway behind a clock, which has a painting in it that like transports you to a Nar ship. Was it Narnia? Uh, no, to a to a to like a cruise liner. <laughs> that was lost at sea. Uh, That's you know, weird. Point. Yeah, and it's all set in like the the early 20th century, like 1913. And then on this lost cruise ship, you have to go around and like help help you know dead people pass on to the other side by like resolving their internal conflict <laughs> uh, while being pursued because it is a survival horror game. Um, while being pursued by two, at least two, uh, unique ghosts. Um, and I'm enjoying the shit out of it. 
Uh, in fact, the only complaint that I really have about it, the only complaints that I have about it are A, the controls are archaic because it was like, you know, it's a first person adventure game designed for a PlayStation 1 controllers. That's pre-analog sticks, I okay. guess. So you're controlling, you're like, you move up and, you know, forward and backwards with the, with the up and down on the D-pad. It's basically tank controls on the D-pad. You turn left and right with, with those controls. But then you strafe left and right <laughs> with the 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 left bumper and shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> keys, right? That's rough. But I've gotten used to it, and I'm like zipping around the ship, and so I was able to like set. It's funny, they're like they're like movement, they're like sensitivity speeds are like super archaic too. It's like you know, it's it's like your turning speed and your moving speed. And it's like, you know, slow, fast, blah, blah, blah. Right. And the fastest one, the description is it, it for it that they have is for experts only. <laughs> so, so I'm like zipping around this, uh, this ship. Yeah. Um, and then the only other complaint that I really have uh, about it is that it doesn't have enough music. Um, it's very quiet a lot of the time, but whenever there is music playing, it's always really nice and sort of, you know, you know, nice chip tuney like score and what is um, what is this game called again it's called echo night echo night as in nighttime or night as in a night night as in nighttime yeah okay i gotta look this up real quick though google will try to connect uh, correct it to night as in night and shiny armor but that's not correct and i have the disc to prove it <laughs> just trying to see what this game looks like i mean it looks like a first person playstation one <laughs> It sure does. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these screenshots. I don't know. Also. I... Go ahead. Like, like, uh, okay. I'm, I'm trying to figure out at this point where, you know, how much Miyazaki is actually contributing to FromSoft. And let me tell you why. Because I always assumed that he, that he was like the driving force behind the narrative and the tone of, of the Dark Souls uh, series. Um, basically uh, encapsulated as I see it in the way that characters talk like this and will go, you know, on very, these very soft monologues. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is here in spades in Echo Knight. Uh, the merchant character, who is sort of like a prefiguring of the Resident Evil 4 merchant, weirdly enough, is this is this like this like sultry voiced merchant who will talk like this so having fun on your journey is aboard the ship <laughs> Here, I wanna, so i want to show people clearly this. this dna goes like way back in fromsoft's history with these like cryptic you know soft monologuing chuckling <laughs> characters <laughs> I'm uh, I'm putting some images up on the screen. It's a little I'm not set up for this right now, uh, viewers. So get over it. <laughs> I don't know. It, it reminds me. I guess it's just the games of that time. Like some of the character animations look like uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII stuff. It's oh yeah. It, I mean, it's very very nostalgic. And it's funny, it's funny too, to because to, like it, it reminds me too. I was thinking about this that like there was a stretch there where like, I mean, you got to figure Echo Knight came out in, I think 1998 or maybe 1997. So like Half-Life was already out 
uh, or was coming out the same year, perhaps. Um, Baldur's Gate, obviously, like like two of the Monkey Islands were already out, right? And like Echo Knight looks way more ancient <laughs> than any of those. Uh, and I think it was like, I guess that early console hardware, right? Just like was not there for, cause like Half-Life is a decent looking game for the time, right? Like, I mean, I think it was a great looking game for the time. It's a decent looking game to this day, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, Echo Knight, not so much. It's like not resting on its visual laurels. Although, I mean, it is always cool to see those, um, how, you know, every fucking polygon in those games is like doing so much work. <laughs> It's like, right. you have to, you know, the artists were clearly being, you know, very strategic. Uh, so, but it's cool. It's, you know, I, I, I always love fucking seeing these like slices of fucking video game history that I never saw before. Um, and seeing like something from FromSoft's past that is sort of completely divorced from the, you know, Kingsfield to Demon Souls to Dark Souls right. lineage is, is also really cool. And there's a sequel for the PlayStation 2 that I also have called Echo Night Beyond, which appears to be similar, but it takes place on a fucking space station. And I'm super psyched for that. <laughs> what a transition. It's like Jason X. Yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> I think that speaks to the uh, the importance of just game preservation. Um, oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's a little scary to think about. I don't know if it's scary. Yeah, it is scary. I think it kind of sucks to... Sorry, my voice is failing me. I could feel it. <clears throat> it sucks to imagine that, like, 50 years from now, like, this shit will just be lost to time completely or things like it, you know? Yeah. Um, but there are some people putting in a lot of work to make sure that doesn't happen. Hopefully they're, I don't know, doing a good job. I don't follow it as close as I should have or should, honestly. Speaking of FromSoft games, can you guys explain to me what what was that game that was announced of the Game Awards. Armored, Armored Core. Core. Yeah, what is the big deal about that? I've never heard of that before, and I feel like I'm... I, I My gamer cred is just, like... It might be. Up. I mean, Armored Core is not... It's not super obscure. It's It, it was, like, a, a a big mech combat title for the PlayStation since the first one, basically. Um, and it's all about, like, customizing your mech to go out and do missions. Um, I don't know much about it other than that. I played some Armored Core 3 in college and had a really good time with it. Um, so I'm looking forward to the new one. I also know that its continuity is like all over the place. I think there are at least two or three different <laughs> continuities in the world. Yeah. So I'm not sure which one 6 is a part of. Uh, but it looks fucking... The, or the, I mean, the pre-rendered shit looks great, obviously. I, th- I think the excitement is more... More like, oh shit, they're not going to do another Elden Ring? Or they're not going <laughs> to pump out another Souls-like? Uh, I think, for me anyway, I have no nostalgia or really any... I've never played an Armored Core game. So I'm not excited for the series to return. I'm excited to try the series. And I'm excited that we get to see that series realized in kind of present day from Soft. We, they're like rock stars now. Um, yeah. and The Sekiro lead designer is promoted to director on this yeah, this, it's interesting. Cool. I, 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 and you don't see a lot of mech games today. 
Um, They're very much a 90s thing, right. I think of them as, yeah. Yeah, and I, I looked it up. It looks like, I don't know if there were any spin-off titles in between uh, Armored, oh, there were, Armored there Core were tons. 5 and there's a, there's this new like one. There's like 13 titles in total, so. I don't, oh, between 5 and 6, sorry. Yeah, I don't know if there's any spin-offs that I'm missing there, but Armored Core 5 came out in January of 2012, so it's been like a decade. Uh, so yeah, it's just kind of cool to see them do something that's very different from third-person melee uh, yeah. stuff. But, I don't know. For someone like you who's not, like... I don't know how you feel about From Software completely. But I, I have my my theories about how you feel about From Software. So, I, I don't know how much of a big deal it would be to you. But, uh, I don't know. Just, I want to see Josh play Sekiro. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. I <laughs> that... Maybe if we get like a a sponsorship from some controller manufacturer so that <laughs> he can I'll break your controller live. <laughs> I'm just imagine I he'll do fine until he fights the first spear guy. <laughs> Is that good? No. I no, 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 no. Is I that like I, the spear guy. We'll, we'll get you through the spear guy. No, Casey no, may no. be right that that'll be your wall, but we'll get you through it. That's no, 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 no. I th- the the giant. I forget what they're called. The fire giant is that what he's called? What is he called? Yeah, the the ogre. That comes before, doesn't it? Actually, you could do either. You can kill. The order isn't fixed. Yeah, I don't think it is. So both of those will give you trouble. I think Josh could beat the ogre. I don't know if Josh could beat the spear guy. You can start taking bets. Maybe oh, we will. Yeah, I would. I would actually go the other way. I would bet you he beats the he can beat the spear guy, but he but, but really struggles more with the ogre. Yeah. Like I, if I remember correctly, I mean the spear guy is basically just a tutorial in the Makiri count. <laughs> yeah, but I mean he's surrounded by you have to take them out every time you fail, and then that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, but I mean the stealth in that game is not bad. Yeah, it's know? all right. And, the ogre is very straightforward, I think. It's just it depends on if you're paying attention to like what what people are saying. Paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, like they tell you uh that is not Josh's strength. Do you remember when that tutorial, that Destiny tutorial was on the screen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do. Josh, you have I don't any other know what you're talking about? You're exactly. That's <laughs> exactly my point. It's just that anytime Anytime Josh sits down to play Destiny, his brain is auto <laughs> auto glazing over every memory that's being made. This is like a laminating machine. Yeah. Um, Josh, anything else you've played, or should we go on to uh to read an email? Yeah, nothing of note. I don't think so. Yeah, I think the same for me. I could bring up a couple others, but it's just stuff that I've been chipping away at. Uh, nothing crazy. Speaking of Destiny, though. Every week we don't do our pinnacles is a week we are l- losing potential for power. So we should try to squeeze some destiny time in sometime. Yeah, yeah. I'm on vacation. <laughs> the next two weeks we'll get some destiny in. Don't worry. Um, we're going to do the patch notes. Uh, Nox has been neglected for a while now. He sent us one on November 16th. And Damn. We're, and we're just now getting to it. Um, by the way. Patch notes is when you guys send us messages uh, or questions and we answer them here. If you want to do that, you can send us an email. At, what is it? Uh, games, I guess, podcast at gmail.com. Or uh, if you click on the link tree link, there is a, a form 
to just send one straight from there, which is pretty easy. So check that out. We'll leave links around uh, and you can do that. This is from Knox, our personal friend and uh, lover. He says, what up, my dudes? Wanted to let you know how much I enjoy listening to you guys just riff about shit. Looking forward to the next time I can join in these conversations with you. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Well, that's Knox is angling for a special guest spot. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring him on. <laughs> Let's bring him on. A question for all of you. If you could get one another to play anything, even something that they would never touch, what would it be? And why would it be getting Ian to play Duck Game? P.S. It can't be Josh playing Destiny. That's too easy. P.P.S. Love you guys. Talk soon. Kisses. Well, it can't be getting Josh to play Sekiro either because we just (laughs) talked about that. Yeah, I know. Ian, Ian has played Duck Game before and he despised it. Yeah, he's not into the brawl. The brawl. I'm just not. Lot. I'm just not good at that type of fucking game. <laughs> Can I just feel like I don't know? It's just like, you know, I just feel ineffectual. You don't have to be good. It's just funny. Josh is sad because he's he he's good at those games. <laughs> he just wants to conquer you. Yeah. Well. And you're just like, no, I don't think so. Let's see. I don't know. There's just a whole there's a whole vibe that like ripples through and it's not just, you know, our group. It's like any group that I've ever been in when, when shit like that starts getting played. So you don't find it fun to like start insulting your friends? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't the vibe I feel is not I mean, there's definitely like you motherfucker you know when you're playing it, but like I and there's like an anger, but it's a fun anger. It's like it's not the same anger I have during Destiny. It's uh I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I'm very much like, like, extremely not a PvP player. Um, like, I have to, I have to play PvP at work, and I, it's like my least favorite part of my job. <laughs> even just, even just being there, even like in my work group with colleagues who are being like perfectly, you know, decent. It's like definitely there's like a neurotic rejection on my side, right? Where it's just like. I just can't do it. There's just something about it that just doesn't doesn't jive for me. And it's and it, and there are contexts in which that is, you know, accepted, right? So like, you know, uh, like I can fucking play in a group of like people playing like Goldeneye or Perfect Dark or Time Splitters. For some reason, that's like got a different vibe um, or Tekken. But then I don't know. There's just there's just something about it. It's like even like Counter Strike on the other side where I like it, it just feels there's something like that. so yeah it's probably some sort of Freudian you know thing deep <laughs> in my psyche but uh, yeah I'm, your I'm mother sorry. beat the hell out of you with that game and you know you just maybe I, yeah I think I'm easy <laughs> mine's like anything uh, with like racing or sports but or... you like uh, you liked Forza I tolerated Forza uh, I don't know even playing that, like, after a little while, it's like, uh... But, uh, cards is another thing. It's an easy... I don't know. I think it's pretty easy to find a game that I don't I'm like. still waiting for you to play The Void. I think that would get my vote. I don't think you would play that if I wasn't insisting. Well, I, I was all down until you were like, it's very hard. It's extremely hard. <laughs> like, yeah. just looking at it, it looks real cool. So... I, the question it is, is also real cool. what's something that I would never touch? Like, I would touch that, but you're the one that told me it was hard. You're like, you uh, have maybe. given me every reason to be scared of that game that the game itself did not give me. 
Yeah, you should absolutely you should absolutely respect that game's difficulty because it is it is hard. Um, it will happen, I promise. I'm not. But, putting, uh, yeah, I'm not I know. I, and honestly, I'll be I'll be honest. If we're talking about you know just games that I would like to experience with you, you know, uh, uh, honestly, I would. You know, Grim Fandango should be the first on that list. When you finally decide really? that it's time for me to, yeah, because I, man, I could experience that story a million times, and it'll never get old for me. Uh, I would love to to be with you when you experience it. There's no rush or anything. Just when you're ready to uh, embark on one of the games that I have presented and recommended to you, <laughs> let's do that one first. All right. Um, what about Ian? I feel like Ian. He's got, got a lot of attention. Like, you're playing all sorts of recommendations. You played Days Gone. You would not yeah. have picked that up, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely hadn't. I mean, Subnautica is the famous one. I've told the story before that I had that shit blocked. Yeah. Steam. I was so convinced it wasn't for me. Uh, Steam was right. Josh is Gaben also... Knew. Josh is kind of easy in like a... It's almost like bait for Josh. It's like... There's so many games. There's so many. Just because you're so quick. I want to watch Josh play The Void, too. Just I want to so watch him play Pathologic. <laughs> Pathologic. That's stress. It's the quickness to anger that, like, yeah. I don't know. Watching Josh play Pathologic in particular actually would be hilarious because it's such a simulation of a plague scenario that it would be like watching Josh react to being the protagonist in a fucking plague movie <laughs> like it would be amazing josh see you're a special dude just want you to know that you feel ganged up on but it's only because you're so special thanks <laughs> thanks no one well, likes what else? oh you know what i was talking about yeah, this is sort of this is not this does not execute knox's brief but is it it is inspired by his brief um I was talking about this, I was thinking about this, I was talking about it with you, Casey, uh, when I was playing Signalis. Um, but first of all, it would be interesting to watch Josh play that, but also because, Josh, you have said explicitly on this show when we were recording a spreadsheet um, that you have a lot of interest in old-school survival horror games. And I want to be there to watch you play one of them, like maybe Silent Hill 2 or something. And like like the original. The not not whatever the remake is, the quality of life updates. I wanna watch you play. That, that very well could be nostalgia. I, I like watching people play those games because that's what I did when I was a kid. Sure, yeah. Uh, but well, I now I'm I knowing put what you in there. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be hilarious watching you manage your inventory in a fucking old school Resident Evil game. Oh god. Oh my god. I don't know. <laughs> If you, if you give me the tank controls, that, that, that might flip my shit. <laughs> yeah, I went back to RE4 recently, and I struggled even with that, and that's done well. Um, it did, it does take some getting used to if yeah. you're, if you, you know, yeah. It took me, like, uh, definitely a couple hours to sort of get back into the groove. To be the, fair, the to be fair though, something I did not consider is that I was playing on my fucking beat, ass useless xbox series 2 elite controller with the bumper that works 12 percent of the time and the <laughs> a, and the a button that might single or double press you never know uh and i didn't know it was busted at that time so and yeah, r r1 yeah. is quite a it's very useful yeah. yeah i don't know how i played elden fucking ring 
with that busted ass R1. That might even be how that R1 died. I don't know. <laughs> I bet you it is. That sounds, that sounds like a compelling hypothesis. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So I don't know, Knox, if we answered your question well enough, but you got to listen to us. Uh, what was it? Riff about shit for a little <laughs> yeah, bit so more. There you go. As they say. <laughs> As they say. Well, that's gonna that's gonna do it. I think I don't have any music. Uh, you, we're not probably, we're not gonna talk about God of War at all, even though we've all. I don't think we can. No, it. I don't think so. It's, oh we're at a, we're at an hour and twenty. I'm I heard my child scream about five minutes ago. Sent a message. Hey, is Kate okay? I swear I just heard him scream. Got no reply. I'm pretty curious <laughs> if he's okay or not. Um, plus, God of War. Honestly, it, it, I think it deserves its own cover story. I think we should uh, give it the attention it deserves. All right. I'm sorry if you had like, or I could step away if you guys want to talk God of War for a couple minutes. It's up to you. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. We'll we'll, we'll do a cover story for it. All right. Um, I again don't have my scripted bits in front of me, uh, so you can find everything you need to know about this show at I guess Games on Twitter. Uh, something about there being a video show over on the YouTube channel. You can find that at Whizfish on YouTube. Um, also stuff about Twitter, right? Ian's over there at Discreet Infinity. Josh is at Josh and Yacht, and I'm over there at the underscore Whizfish. Thank you guys for being here, for listening. Uh, we'll catch you uh, next week. Have a good one.